Previously on Quest Friends Forever. You belly flop into this patch of sand and you begin to sink into it. Your face is down far enough in the sand that to your surprise, it comes out on the other side and you see a room below you. There is a raised platform in the middle of the room. The biggest part in the center, like the six foot tall one, has a uh, solid cube on it that is made of gold. Inside is a uh, large golden key. You all step forward into this red circle and you now find yourself in a luxurious room. You hear a slow clap. You've made it through my puzzles, congratulations. Are you Balthazar? His eyes go fucking wide. Balthazar is my rival. What are you doing here? I'm looking for a diamond. So it sounds like you need something from me, but it seems like I also could use something from you. You see, this written document is a critical piece of Constance history. Should be in one of the finest museums, but no, it's currently in the hands of Balthazar, the collector. My name is Nicholas, Nicholas Mage, and I need your help. We're going to steal the Constance Declaration of Independence. Wait, before we move on, can Val add anything to their inventory from the desk? Uh, so it's just, just like papers and quills. You found a cigar, apparently, that you were uh-huh. not smoking because you have a glass dome and not a mouth. But Yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, you can put a, a half of a cigar in your chassis if you want. Done. Okay, great. That's going on the pod. So... Uh, we are going to pick up in the exact same spot. He has just revealed his his request of you, and he is looking directly at you, and he says, I assume you have questions before we get down to business so we can go through with the plan. So let me get this straight. You want us to steal the Constance Declaration of Independence? Yeah. You're a good listener, man. Was that? Did you do that for the trailer? Yeah. That was a trailer moment? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't give less of a shit in character. I could not give less of a shit. That's right. just for the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So how many diamonds are we going to get for this mm. uh, declaration? Mm. I feel like the, is this is great that you want us to go on this whole little adventure and like get your revenge and stuff. But like, also, we really need diamonds. We're here well, for that. If and w- otherwise, uh, we can't help you. We we got shit to do. Well, of course, I I wouldn't just take. I I also give. So, and he uh, walks over to a uh, like a locked like little little chest on one of his many many dressers and uh, tables in this room. This nice little fine study, and he just waves his hand, and the chest top opens, and he reaches in with both hands and comes back out holding three large diamonds and he says well three suffice val walks up to him without even like asking or gesturing like if this is okay to do and just as if if someone was just going to hand you something without thinking about it second nature you just go up to grab it val tries to just grab it just grab grab it it out of his hand yeah just like (laughs) okay thanks uh for your assistance (laughs) you've been a great help he just raises his arms because he's much taller than you so now he's just standing there with uh, three diamonds in his hands and his arms and up in the Val sky. And now Val is hopping up and down with their arms straight up like a little kid trying to get a cookie. Well, you need to deliver on your promise first, he says. And he looks at the others in the group and says, is this agreeable? Uh, Stephanie looks at Jared because 
Jared's usually the one that tries to get more stuff. And uh, you did practice your haggling skills quite a bit on your shot. I know. Spray a I know. You're professionally trained. Um, I honestly think you're kind of holding out on us a little bit. We're here to deliver a thing of great value to you. Priceless value. Priceless even, exactly. Um, one could argue priceless labor for priceless value. You can't put a so price on history. You can't put a price on the labor that puts that history in your hands. So what are you saying, friend? I'm saying you could be a little bit more generous. He, uh, Val, are you still jumping up and down? Yeah. Okay. He looks at Val and... Uh, do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Okay. Do the thing. Val's getting excited. He turns around, puts the diamonds back in the box, waves his arm uh, to close the box, and still facing away from all of you, you see him kind of like shake the a little box, bit. The box doesn't quite close all the way because there's a metal arm preventing it from closing. All You're the way. not. Okay, roll a dex. <laughs> uh, roll a dex check to see if you can get your hand in that box. Yes. Slide a hand because you get your hand You're in the not. box quick enough. <laughs> you little uh, sneaky dex? fucker. Plus two. Oh, that's a crit. Fuck. I created it. <laughs> okay. Yes. Not only is your hand in the box, but your hand is also on one of the diamonds inside the box. Yeah. And he thinks he slams his box shut, but instead of hearing wood on wood, he hears wood on metal. Clank. And looks at you, Val. Don't looks, worry. You can trust me. I'm friendly and approachable. <laughs> looks back at Jared over his shoulder, turns back around, again, facing the wall from all of you. And you see him start, like, twitching. Not like he's, like, shaking, but he's, like saying something to himself very intensely and his shoulders are kind of going up and down and he's kind of just like psyching himself up (laughs) and he turns back around and his eyes are wide and he's smiling very big so you came here through some haggling huh he says you're you just told us how priceless this thing that you want us to get is so um i i mean priceless for three diamonds, priceless. And haggling and is... And possibly the cost of our lives. Hmm. And haggling is not necessarily what I would call it. I would call it valuing our time. I think you know a little bit about that, don't you? He, and uh... Val, and then Val steps in and says, Please comply <laughs> with my instructions. He just starts uh, laughing to himself. Um, <laughs> he says, and turns around... And looks at the book. He's uh, near a bookshelf. Looks through the books. Like just starts like he's doing something else. All of a sudden, he's looking at all the books on a shelf. Picks out one very specific one that's uh, bound in leather and yellow, and he takes it and he looks at it for a second, and then just throws it on the ground as hard as he can. And he says, "Well, all right. You want to make a deal, huh? Some deal makers, some talkers, some barterers, some hagglers in the house tonight. Is that what's happening here?" Fine. I mean, you already tried to kill us with your little mon- your your blood monster over there. I wasn't so... trying to kill you. I tried to test your metal. Trust your word. Okay, testing us. And well, <laughs> I mean, we Ouch. we were just tested for a job that I mean, we didn't quite. Nobody, we nobody didn't wanted like, to point out the fact that he for? was just testing the metal. It's just for me. Ah, ah, different word. Okay, you so, you tested our worth, and babe, we're worth it. <laughs> Pay the fuck up. <laughs> he uh, runs his hand through his hair. And he goes, oh, people these days. All right, fine, fine. In my possession, I have five diamonds that meet the criteria you are looking for. I believe you said it was 5,000 or more in value. More. Right. I'm sure you, I think we said that off pod. <laughs> more. But more. More. 
I have more. <laughs> more. Jared, are you okay? <laughs> more. Are you are you the are you Vincent D'Onofrio for Men in Black when he's asking for yeah. sugar water? Yeah, yeah. More. More. <laughs> he admits that he has five diamonds of this value in his possession. And he says, if you bring me what I seek, you can have all five of these diamonds. I look at Jared. I'm going to do a little diamond inspecting, if you don't mind. Okay, what are you doing? I just want to look at them. Hold oh, okay. them in my hand. Uh, so he reopens, he waves his hand, and the uh, the first chest reopens with Val's arm still in it, uh, still holding one of the diamonds, clutching this diamond. And then uh, it's in like a, this is like a locked like little cabinet it's sitting on top of. So he okay. waves another hand, and the cabinet below it uh, flies open. And then there's a more stacks of like, there's some gold coins, there's some rubies, there's some emeralds, uh, some extorted treasures. And on the bottom shelf, there are two more of these large diamonds that glint magnificently in the light when the cabinet opens. I approach the cabinet. I pick up um, one of the diamonds in the bottom bunk and I hold it in my hand. I Is there light on the ceiling? There's light. Oh yeah. This the... is a brilliantly lit room. Perfect. I hold it up to the light and look at it as if I know what I'm doing with the confidence of a thousand straight white men. <laughs> right. And I, I examine and then I turn to him and I'm like, pretty choice. <laughs> He's standing no there laughter. with like- No laughter. It was supposed no. to be, it was supposed to be uh, very, very, very earnest. Okay. Yeah. He's standing there with his hand over his mouth, kind of like j- bouncing up and down like he's so uncomfortable with the situation. And mm-hmm. he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Is that up to your standards? Huh? 5,000 apiece? Yeah. That's what I said, man. Interesting. All five. Uh, all five. You can have a whole collection, okay? Um, <laughs> I put the diamond back in the box, and then I turn uh, to Stephanie and give like, hmm? Okay. So um, tell us about this deal. What's? What's Balthazar like? What um, do we got to do? Where does he hang out? Uh, what are his nicknames? <laughs> what's his favorite food? Does he like me? Yes or no? Check a Obviously box. Obviously, yes. Uh, he walks back over to his desk where he was when he first started and uh, leans against the, the edge of it and then raises his hand. And from the back of the room, from behind where you entered, a chalkboard on wheels comes flying across the room, narrowly missing all of you, and coming to a rest near his desk where he is. And he picks up a piece of chalk and he says, all right, let's plan ourselves a heist. So, Can we hear montage music? I won't do it all in his voice, but here's the details he offers you. And then from this, we're going to try to make a plan for the heist. You guys can tell me what you want to do, how you want to approach it, what your general plan is. And the whole time I'm saying this, imagine him writing furiously on this chalkboard. Far less comprehensible than what I'm saying with my mouth, because, again, he's eccentric and weird. So he's, like, drawing, like, little symbols that you don't recognize and words that are spelled weird and little drawings and whatever. So the details are Balthazar is a half-elf who lives in the upscale city of Castor. In a week, Balthazar is celebrating his 100th birthday, which for a half-elf is about middle age. And so Nicholas Mage says, your timing is excellent when he brings this up. Um, he's having this very highfalutin, high society party at his big mansion in this fine, fancy city. 
Nicholas Mage figures this would be the best time to pull off such an event because there will be a lot of people, a lot of distractions, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, foot traffic and things. It's not just you breaking into his house. Um, at this party, there will be no weapons allowed. They uh, check your weapons at the door. They don't let you take any weapons in. Wait, hold on. I do have a question about that. Okay. So will I be able to get in with these guns? Mm. Or is that like... Sick. Eric, I, I think you need to go to the vet because those pythons are sick. Fuck. Um, so for the viewer and for the listener, I mean, thank um, you I for did, thank you for explaining. I appreciate that. Yeah, I did fully flex my gorgeous, gorgeous little biceps. It's weird that they're glistening. Uh, oh, zoom, I know. They're like filter. He just so had a zoom filter. On. Well, actually, it's this weird thing with my body where whenever I flex, I just get like wet. Mm. <laughs> so I actually don't really know what that's about. So I did I, but I think that's it, unrelated. I think everybody else in the yeah. room does too. Well, that's yeah. actually yeah. what I'm starting to learn with this. Mm. Um, I'm I'm calling it more of a gift rather than a curse. Um, <laughs> Eric Eric in real life actually has a cantrip. Yeah, yeah. that's what's happening here. Gl- glisten oh, muscles. A wet trip. <laughs> okay, so. Somewhere in Balthazar's mansion, there is what is called the Artifact Maze. This is a series of rooms and tunnels somewhere on his estate that are constantly shifting and changing. The rooms never stay in the same order. The doors never lead to the same place, etc., etc. Honey, only, me neither. Only Balthazar knows which door will lead to which room. This was put in place as a security measure, and it has worked exactly as intended, as no one has ever been able to steal anything from this maze, despite the fact that it's filled with priceless objects and artifacts, and people have definitely tried in the past. Balthazar can get through these doors without any issue, but if anyone else tries to go through a door without him, or without his permission or consent, the door will refuse to open unless specific circumstances are met. These rooms are also what Nicholas calls Escher-esque in his voice. Uh, Going through a door from one room could possibly lead you to walking on the wall or ceiling of another room. Um, Can I ask a question? Yeah. What are the specific... Like you said, um, it wouldn't work unless met with specific criteria. Is that something that we need to establish now or is it something we'll confront as we confront it? Uh, Nicholas does not know the specific criteria, so he cannot inform oh. you of these exact details. But well, shit. as uh, four friends playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons, you could possibly expect some puzzles, challenges, riddles, etc. Pu- Wait, I didn't fucking sign up for puzzles. <laughs> what? Is there going to be a dragon? Remains to be oh, seen. Oh, I sure hope not, because I didn't sign up for dragons. It is a well-known fact, it is common knowledge, that when Balthazar gets a few glasses of that good old wineberry juice in him, he likes to give tours of this artifact maze to brag and show off and impress people about his uh, great collection of, of things he owns because, you know, uh, wealth equals status equals possession, etc., etc. When he shows off items, it has been said, people have heard, you know, told stories who have come out, these dignitaries and such, that he has the ability to cast an anti-magic sphere, which Ooh. you all as spellcasters know is a level eight spell. So Balthazar Jesus. is not Jesus. someone to be fucked with uh, one-on-one. Uh, he casts an anti-magic sphere uh, around himself, making it impossible for anyone to cast anything, teleport away with an item, attack him magically, whatever. Uh, another security measure. But, Nicholas tells you, perhaps Balthazar is getting too arrogant for his own good. The success of this maze and the anti-magic skills in thwarting these bandits has led him to become complacent or perhaps even cocky on some level. Many of the rooms in this maze feature, you know, perhaps traps, riddles, puzzles, as we said, but the room with the Declaration of Independence in it has nothing of the sort because Balthazar believes no one can ever reach it, so therefore he needn't bother. 
uh, at this point, Nicholas is still drawing furiously on the chalkboard. There's like stick figures and arrows pointing at just big circles and uh, weird math that doesn't equal anything as he's talking and you're all just kind of saying whatever. Um, he stops and he uh, turns back to you and he says, now I have a forgery of the declaration. It's not enough to fool Balthazar upon close inspection, but as long as something is in the case, no immediate alarm should be raised and everyone should be able to get far enough away before anything bad happens. Uh, if we steal one of the other things, like, let's say, like, we just so happen to be in one of the other rooms and there's, like, a thing that, like, maybe the little robot right here just so happens to take. Hello. Uh, is that gonna cause any problems or trip up any alarm system? I know that that's a spell because I'm a spellcaster. Yes, I recognize that in you. Um... As as she asks this question, Val reaches up and grabs one of the pieces of chalk mm-hmm. on the the ledge. You've made it over to the chalkboard. Yeah, and I've also now put that chalk in my compartment. When did Val become a klepto? There's a lot of shiny things in this room. Chalk is not shiny. I'm, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm glad to see I'm rubbing off on them. This is like <laughs> that's true. Val I, it's is a very easily it's a very, influenced. It's a very proud moment for me. True. So. Have, you know what? You know what? It has been leading up to this because you notice how Val mimics the others. Yeah, Val is yeah. highly impressionable. That's true. That's true. So, that's true. Thank you for validating my Val. Exactly. Sorry, you're a bad influence on this. What was the question? What was the question? Oh, is there, like, an alarm that's going to go off if we touch anything else? Oh, yeah. He kind of looks down when you ask that, and he he takes a second, and he says, well, yes, most of the rooms are protected by some kind of security measure, some kind of trap, some kind of alarm, and I know this because (sighs) I made it in once. (gasps) This was years ago. Presumably the, the, the security measures have been changed, but I think I am the one who's come the closest, but... I was unable to make it out with the declaration. I do want to clarify my gasp in mm-hmm. for for the group. Um, I was being a little sarcastic and a little earnest, so mm. I don't know if that read about half so and half, half. Yeah, but but that's in character to to you. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but that gasp was half sarcastic and half earnest. <laughs> <laughs> he says out loud. Yeah. So, so like that's the so um, what other things are here? Maybe it would be good to know what other kind of items or puzzles or things we might run into. Well, as I said, it's been years and the maids shift yeah, so his much. Collection, that there's... His collection is, has been ever growing, right? Sure, so sure. What other things do they have here? Well, I'm unsure if I was able to make it to every single room because of the nature Think, of the shipping. God damn it. Think, God damn it. I'm getting to it. There's a lead up, man. You got to lead up to your story. Okay? I was 11 Use your brain, list. old man. I, look, at, I see all of these lists. All of these books here. I know that you got a list here. Val slams their arms on the desk really hard. Do the thing. <laughs> well, I know he's got a library somewhere in there filled with tomes and manuals that can make people stronger, smarter, faster, etc. Magical tomes that can increase a person's skills and abilities. And I remember I saw there was some kind of orb in there. And I didn't get a, a great read on it, you know, but from my sensing powers, I could tell that this orb somehow manipulated time itself. He's got sensing powers. That's a thing. I didn't know that. I say to Ellie. Ellie wishes back. Shh, I think we're trying. I think we're trying to listen. Hang on. D- oh, sorry. D- don't make him yell again, please. The only other room I saw had some kind of sword in a stone situation, but I didn't. I don't mess with swords, so I didn't really touch that one. 
Next question.、Mm-hmm. What kind of things can you provide us to one protect us from said traps and two to help us blend in at said party? Because I don't know if you、um, if you've seen us, but and I do the comical look around at us. Yeah. But I'm not sure that we're prepared. I'm not sure that that we're gonna fit in real easy at this like highfalutin birthday party. Hmm. 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 If only、uh, I had my bonnet still. Yes, that that would work perfectly.、Um, <laughs> well, that was the next thing I was going to go into. He says, "Getting into the party is going to be a, a a mission in itself. Every person who was invited was given a golden ticket imbued with Balthazar's signature, so no fakes will be accepted. So you must either acquire one of these tickets, or I guess four of these tickets, or find another way in." Who do you give the tickets to? Who? Dignitaries. Name names, old man. Val slams their、old. arms on the desk again. We also、thing. need outfits. For that, I got you, he says, and again, he snaps his fingers,、uh, flicks his flicks his wrist, whatever. And from one of these many many cabinets in this room, the door flies open, and a、uh, a little like cart on wheels rolls out, with a pink sewing machine on it, and he says. This is a magic sewing machine, my own design. I'm something of a engineer sometimes.、And、I need the viewer. Sorry, I need you to stop. I need the listener rather <laughs> to understand the facial expressions that you're making when you do this voice, because I don't、I've... think that they're quite translating to、um, to this audio medium that、mm-hmm. we're doing here.、Uh, it's a treat just for you guys. Yeah, But, I feel like、um, I'm watching face whenever... off.、Right Whenever Danny like talks about something and starts like getting really excited in his Nicholas Mage voice, his eyes get real wide.、Um, he gets the Nick Cage crazy eye going on. Yeah. So、um, it's called it's character work. It's character. It, you know what? It is.、You、He's know, a professional. It is. I'm a performer. So he summons this、uh, this magic pink sewing machine, and he informs you that、um, whatever you can think of, whatever you can come up with. Will come out of this machine, so clothes are not a problem, bro. What about golden tickets? That's not made of cloth. You said anything.、So、you said anything. Said, Ouch. Cl- clothes, clothes. Okay, clothes. Outfits. You got me. Fine. Ouch. Are you happy with your detective skills? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, uh, cool. We got outfits. How are we gonna get there? Transportation. He says. Well, I believe you came here on a. A series of horses that seemed very near and dear to you. So he offers you, as far as uh, 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 supplies. What's the word I want to use? Not supplies. Whatever. Supplies.、Rations. Yeah.、Uh, supplies and rations. He、okay. offers you each a potion of healing and a potion of mana. Oh fuck! Writing that in my inventory. Hey, magic man. <sighs> yes. How did you get in? Well, I'm a great and powerful mage. Laugh out loud. Yeah, but like, how? Yeah, like if he's your like arch nemesis or whatever, like how did you even get let in? Well, thankfully, he didn't know about my disdain for him and his. <laughs> we can call them contributions, I guess, but they're not. They're the opposite. He's a blight on the world. But I snuck into one、can、of I, his part. Can I also point out to the, the listeners of this podcast that every time Danny does the voice, he also does the twitch. Yeah, that's、uh, sort of、yes. like、the, the, yeah. the shoulder checky. Yeah, and shaking、like. my headphones off my head when I do it too much.、Um, <laughs> he says I snuck into one of his parties before he knew who I was, and that's how I got in. 
but snuck in or was invited how by. did you guys become arch nemesis does he know about does me? he know oh he knows about does me now know? because i got caught in his artifact maze that's how he came to know who i am and my style and steez how'd you get caught it's a hell of a maze and i set off one of the traps one of the alarms and i was attacked by a beast and i had to <laughs> Sorry, that was that was Vincent D'Onofrio. No, um, that was that, no, that was that was perfect. It was perfect. Was the beast a pet cat? No, it was not. I had to flee before my life was in question. And ever since then, he, he saw me on my way out. And ever since then, he has known me and my style, and has been safeguarding against other magicians of the sort and, and mages coming in to take his stuff. Okay, so let's get down to business. Um, yes. We have to figure out. Uh, a couple things. Mm-hmm. First, how we're going to get in. Second, yes. how to locate where the um, uh, where the maze is and right. get in undetected. Well, I guess that's it. I guess we get to party, too. We should probably party a little bit beforehand. <laughs> as far as getting in, you can try to find somebody who has a ticket and, uh, you know, take it by whatever means you find appropriate. Um just fucking breaking in somehow around the the front gates is an option. Uh, it is up to the players of this beautiful game of Dungeons and Dragons how they want to sneak into this party. Well, I think it would be very, very, very fun for the listeners and for myself if Sorry. either Jared or Val was the VIP for the group. Okay. If, like, let's say if we're stealing a ticket and we walk through the front door or if we go in as servers and then like we do the like oh my gosh we're changing in the bathroom and now we're fabulous Mm -hmm. but i do kind of very much like the idea of val or jared taking point and everybody else just kind of being their entourage Hmm. okay this is the portion of the podcast where we as a team are speaking amongst ourselves before we actually do it in game yes that's the idea so if val back to my point earlier about val is literally a war robot Mm -hmm. that is of a previous war and when there's war there's rich people who know about the war of course they do what if instead of war. considering val Whoa. a weapon what if val is sort of like a like a high-ranking general from the war who is mm. now sort of like enjoying the spoils of war after the fact so you can like strap a bunch of medals and and award and, and awards onto the chest of val and so val could be sort of like a you know like an old grizzled war hero that General so we'll Val's here. So, 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 yeah. So, so, so. The yeah. general. Yeah. And then Jared can be your. I know. Here's here's my pitch. I'm going to follow Dave's lead and your lead as well, just in terms of this is a great idea. What if the dynamic was essentially this? Because Val can't talk, we tie in the two, do the medals of everything, but we're the entourage that's like their sort of liaison team in any sort of given situation because they can't really say much. So uh, Val will say something like, what does that mean? And I'll be like, if you need to ask what that means, then you don't get them and you're not important <laughs> to us. So we need to go. You need to get out of our way. Thanks. Um, and so there's like that level of like, we're the backup crew looking hella hot. Because part or, of I'm mis- retired. I'm retired. And yeah. you're with your friends. But here's the thing. I think it would be more interesting because if we come in as like a brigade, they're going to be like, this is a little imposing. And that could True. send us in some trouble. But what's going to be confusing and kind of mysterious is if we each have our own thing, but we are still sort of a group, they're going to be like, wow, they're like, they're a little elusive. They're a little mysterious. They're a little like, 
who the fuck is that? And there's going to be like a some attention pulling, but at the same time, because all eyes are on us, no one will suspect anything because it's like, oh yeah, that awesome, like we're not being mischievous. We're making sure people are looking at us and yeah. blending in by standing out. Hiding in plain sight. And Hiding in plain sight. Then we get Balthazar to show us where his thing is That's because true. he's going to want to talk to us, Natch, and then we'll figure out where the thing is. Then he'll go off and make his birthday speech. It'll be great. There'll be fireworks. Um, heist. And heist, heist. we will go back into the into the zone. And so Nicholas Mage says, okay, so it sounds like the plan is make the robot a war general and everybody else is his entourage. Sure thing. Yeah. Well, in that case, you're still going to need one golden ticket. So how do you plan on acquiring that? Who's I don't the know. Gu- who's on the guest list? Do you know who's on the guest list? I mean, like, maybe we do, like, a pre-heist. Mm. Heist? Like, a warm-up, if you will. So uh, he mentions that it's mostly, like, you know, other rich people, other fancy folks, dignitaries, things like that. Um, some people are traveling from quite far away, so they might be staying at some uh, nearby inns the night before before they go to uh, the party on the day itself. Oh, fuck it. Let's go to the inn. Perhaps uh, some kind of uh, event can happen at one of these places to acquire the ticket ahead of time. That sounds great. Let's go to one of the hotels. Let's uh, room to room mage hand shit. With with the general. (laughs) With the general. Yeah. Um, Let's steal some shit. Cool. What is everyone going to be dressed as so we can use this uh, sewing machine and get some fun descriptions? Okay. What are we all wearing? I'll go first. I... I'm going to be wearing a gorgeous purple tuxedo. Ooh. I do want to have um, sort of mariachi-esque buckles that go along the sides of my legs. Okay. Uh, kind of noisy, kind of eccentric, but neat. Um, knee pads for flair mm. and for utility. On the outside? Um, yeah, on the outside. Okay, but there'll be the accent color of the rest of my look. Got it. Um, I'm I'm wearing a non traditional blazer, and by that I mean a denim purple denim jacket, and then underneath it'll be a uh, black button up, and I'm wearing sunglasses that you cannot see my eyes. Oh, you do have sunglasses. Um, I'm gonna put them on. Nicholas Mage uh, snaps his fingers after this description, and the sewing machine very quickly gets to work and uh, spits out this this perfectly form-fitted outfit for you, Jared. And perfect. you have your, your heist outfit picked out. I put it on, and I look fucking perfect. It's a 10 out of 10. Would, would magically create again. Wow. Uh, Stephanie. Okay. So I'm going to go in a suit, but okay. not just any suit. Like, I want this to be a Gunchumpio boys over flowers mm-hmm. like incredibly gorgeous and eccentric uh well accessorized suit it's it's picture gunchumpio and what he would wear and that's exactly what i'm wearing so like a lot of somebody's like some flowers some big flowers in like the the pockets or like like a high collar or something yeah high collar uh totally an ascot i got an ascot absolutely the, the, ascot. the um buttons for the suit don't button in the middle like you know for the blazer part it's like one of those where it like it's kind of like a wrap almost, mm-hmm. Way off right? The side. And yeah. kind of like um, spike, yeah, kind of like spike s. Okay, we love um, that. Pants, not a skirt. I'm doing, I'm doing the full pant. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's incredible. It's like the most high fashion. What color is it? Have. 
Oh, I didn't even think about that. You're wearing purple, right? I am, yeah. I wear green with purple accent. Is that because you're from the forest? It's green? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. So uh, Nicholas Mage, again, snaps his fingers, and this uh, boys over flowers ass outfit comes spiraling out of this uh, machine, perfectly form-fitted. It's amazing. It's great. You look wonderful. And even Nicholas Mage is like, damn, I'm good. Um <coughs> <laughs> Uh, Ellie he looks over at Ellie now and Ellie kind of steps forward and she's kind of thinking for a second she's like well I haven't really ever been to like a, a fancy thing before but I've, I've read books and I've seen some pictures sometimes so uh, and she she goes up to Nicholas and whispers in his ear and he snaps his fingers and this outfit comes out and it is a extremely classic like golden age Hollywood fucking black and white tuxedo with the tails the fucking tails almost down to the floor and a uh tall top hat Ooh. also somehow also comes out of it and she puts on the top hat and she's Cute. like this is what fancy people dress like right i feel like with ellie she's so like mousy and, and soft-spoken that if really pressured we all know that she reads a lot of like romance novels quietly like away like you know she's like doesn't want to talk about it. she doesn't know about anything but like she really knows about the prince of the blah 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 blah. She's okay, so, as like, her she best friend, I can hundred percent guarantee this. A hundred percent guarantee. Yeah. Um, she she loves love. She wants love. Mm-hmm. Um, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, f- 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 classic f- fucking Fred Astaire in the thirties. Just the 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 white like the vest. The, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's black and white. I take perfection. one of my flowers and mm-hmm. I put it in her breast pocket. She smiles and shrugs. Oh, thanks. That's a, that, that'll work. We're, this is going to work, I think. Um, and then Val, are you doing anything other than just uh, just fucking gluing metals to your body? Or do you have Oscar any kind of... Zulu protocol. Phalanx formation. Attack pattern delta three. Initiate. That's my instructions. I'm not sure how to make that fashion. Maybe you could like draw me a picture or something. Cling. Val's compartment opens back up. Okay. And Val reaches back and grabs a piece of chalk that they took. Uh-huh. Goes to the chalkboard. Is it one of those cool chalkboards from like the fifties that, that flips? Has chalkboards on both sides that flips. It abs- Of course it does. Of course it does. Sweet. You've seen when Gone I, in sixty seconds. When I when I flip, oh god, Jesus. Val flips the chalkboard over. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that was left on the other side of the chalkboard that Nicholas Mage forgot to erase? Perhaps. Uh yeah. There's like the there's the first line of a poem, and he sees it real what quick. What is it? It says um uh uh uh. uh is it for Eleanor? It says, my love is harder than a rock. And he grabs the eraser real quick and erases, erases it really oh fast. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, oh how my did goodness. That, how'd that get there? Oh, my goodness. Some, someone must have broken in or something. Oh, dear. No, thank you. He, and he's embarrassed. So Val starts drawing, but not mm-hmm. in s- swift uh, lines or gesturing lines like a person would draw with chalk on a chalkboard. But instead... This is almost sort of like a pixel-based sort of pointillism kind of drawing, almost as if like there's a printer on the chalkboard. Okay. It's surprisingly, extremely detailed rendition of what Val looks like, but as a general. So what is that? Are you wearing any kind of clothes or are we just gluing metals to you? What you're looking at is a picture of a war robot that looks just like Val, except there is not clothing per se, but think of it like extra armor. If Val's metal plating the shoulders on the chassis, the the sort of the chest plate that has 
buttons and dials and light bulbs and stuff on it. It's that, but the so if Iron Man is normal Val, that you're looking at War Machine. There's essentially mm. bigger, badder, like more armored. Um, and then on top of that, uh, there's also this is this would be like the War Robot General at a dressy thing too. So like actual ribbons and medals and okay. military insignia all across. So there's you know you can see the rank up. There's like uh, an etching of a, of a, what looks like a, a, a futuristic rank of some high ranking officer etched into the bottom of the glass dome. So that way from far away, you can tell that that's the general. Got it. Um, okay. It's not the same blue and orange E colors. And certainly there's no subwoofer that's been apparently hot glued into the middle of what uh, <laughs> Val's chest. So there's all of this, but when the group asks Val, what are we looking at? Val says, Oh my goodness. Uh-oh. There seems to be some trouble with my memory and gram matrix. And on the wrong diagnostic protocol. Just a sec. And Val has no idea what they've just drawn. Uh, Nicholas Mage looks at this drawing and considers it for a moment. And then with a wave of his hand, the pink sewing machine gets to work. And eventually, the closest approximation to this that he could get from this weird drawing uh, is produced, and Val is also now adorned with a disguise. And now that you're all dressed up and ready to go, Nicholas looks around the room and kind of considers each one of you for a second, and then takes a step forward to address you before you hit the road, and he says, All right, you have all the information. You have disguises. You have everything you need. I'm counting on you to pull this off for me. I won't be traveling with you just in case, you know, I get spotted and in case Balthazar's minions are out looking for me, but I won't be far behind. When you acquire the declaration, go ahead and contact me. You have sending or animal messenger or something. Mm-hmm. Great. We'll meet up somewhere and make the exchange and I'll give you what you are so desperately seeking. And he motions back over to the cabinet with the diamonds again. And he says, we're doing a good thing here. I believe in this mission. I believe in you, I guess, as much as I can, having just met you, you know, but I do, I do, I honestly do. Now go forth and reclaim this national treasure. Hello, Questies. Welcome to the mid-episode break here in the middle of episode 29 of Quest Friends Forever. My name is Danny. I am the Dungeon Master. And let's talk about some business real quick here and then get back to other business, which is the business of the story we are telling. Okay. If you are enjoying Quest Friends Forever, why not consider following us on social media? We are mostly on Instagram. We are at Quest Friends Forever, the number four, as always, over there. That's where we post uh, pictures of ourselves and new episode updates and audio clips and video clips and sometimes even fan art. That's where we do most of our business. So give us a follow there and we can be internet friends, which, of course, is the best kind of friends to be. Also, if you are enjoying Quest Friends Forever, why not give us a rating or a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on right now, or even other platforms as well. Those ratings and reviews, as you know, help a lot. They get us seen and heard by more people and lets us know that um, the art we are making is appreciated and enjoyed, which is about all we can ask for when we do this. And so we would like that very much, and we would say thank you from the bottom of our little fantasy hearts when you would do that for us. So thank you ahead of time, I guess. 
Lastly, as you know, we are on the Nostalgia Network family of podcasts featuring other podcasts like the Nostalgia Podcast, like the Lousy Advice Podcast, like the Momos and the Appas. Those are podcasts about movies and music and TV, respectively. Um, those are all a lot of fun. Eric is on most of them. Actually, I think Eric's on all of them. Eric's on every podcast on the network. Jessica's on a lot of those. Um, yeah, it's just us having a good time, uh, shooting the shit about stuff we love and uh and we can also be critical of so check those out if you haven't already those are all over all the podcast platforms as well as well as at www.thenostalgianetwork.com that's all i got let's get back to the episode there'll be a new one two weeks from today if you're listening on release day we will see you then Bye bye So we're going to do a time jump. Iconic. Okay. We're going to jump ahead and we flash forward six and a half days that you are now in the city of Castor. So this city is, it's almost like Waystar where Val is from, except it is, uh, so because, you know, it's like an actual city with like paved roads and like, you know, buildings. This is much nicer than, uh, than Val's home of Waystar. The buildings are taller. The streets are, uh, I almost said shinier, but sure, shinier, um, this is a this is a place for the elite. A lot of hills, a lot of a lot of mansions up on hills, so they can look down at people. That kind of vibe, and you notice right away where Balthazar's mansion is. Uh, Nicholas gave you some tips, but Balthazar's mansion is on a, uh, a up on a hill, right in the dead center of town. It's like the the center of attention, literally here in this city, because he is uh, very rich and very full of himself. But uh, his birthday party is not till tomorrow, so it is the night before the big party, the big heist. And uh, you have been tasked with finding a ticket to this grand party. You will only need one for Val, and the rest of you will be able to get in as their entourage. So what is the the plan to get this ticket? The plan that I had, you had suggested going to the hotel and um, right, right, right. Sh- shaking some trees, as they say. And by sure. shaking, I mean quietly sneaking. Uh, well, yes, of course. So you head toward the center of town. And you see a, a, a very nice uh, inn. This is multiple stories. Uh, it, is, it is called the... This is, this is the Waldorf. It is called <gasps> the... the Ooh, fuck. It's actually called the Grandeur. Uh, grandeur, grandeur. Oh, uh, fuck. The, even the, grand, the Grandiose, perhaps, even. Uh, the, name, the name shifts, depending on how they're feeling that day. The Grandois. Um, the Grandois, yes. So you make it to the Grandois. Thank you, The David. Great Vamvino. <laughs> <laughs> and it is this... Uh, Five-story hotel. It is the nicest hotel any of you have ever seen. Uh, you didn't stay in one Waystar, but if you had, uh, they would have been a little bit more rundown than this. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's basically. I mean, I've seen m- bigger. That's true. Jared, Jared has been around <laughs> all over this this great nation of Constance of ours. Was that Jared or, or Eric? Mm-hmm. Jared, it sure was. Okay. Who at this point? Who can even fucking be sure? Jared. Who, who even knows these days? <laughs> one in the same. Yeah, one Jared. in the goddamn same. It's Jarek. So in you go. You enter the grandiose grandois. So there's a, your basic, uh, your basic front desk situation. It's got marble floors. Uh, it's a very fancy upscale place. It's very well lit on the inside. Uh, all the torches are, are going. Um, but also off to the uh, to the right is like the uh, the lounge area, and you see in there it's not quite as well lit. It's a little darker, but it's on purpose for a little bit of mood lighting. Uh, you see a bar in there. You see several tables set up. 
you know, there's some folks sitting in like the corner of this room in like nice, like plush chairs, like those, those like fancy uh, plush is not the right word, but um, th- those I'm, fancy yeah. armchairs. Yeah. Uh, some people, yeah. Some people have cigars. Some people have those sifters of brandy. They're kind of just not even drinking it. They're just swirling it and smelling it. That's all they do. They don't even drink it. And a, uh, there's a small group of about four people uh, on one of the tables playing cards. That's what you see. So I'm going to immediately saunter, and I say saunter intentionally. I assume you do. I'm going to saunter to the concierge desk, and I'm going to say, hello, I'm actually here to be- check in. Uh, it is an uh, older half-elf woman behind the counter, and she looks up at you with no expression on her face, and she goes, name, please. Are there any other people behind the counter? No, she's by herself. Again, it's, pr- it's, pr- herself. it's pretty late, so she's the only one working. It's like the overnight okay. kind of shift. As I look around, is there anything that I notice um, apart from what she's has in front of her? What does she have in front of her and what's around her? She's got the ledger, of course, in front of her because, again, this is fantasy. She doesn't, doesn't have a computer. So she has Wait, the ledger. Um, it, this is no a, computers. A, a fancy black-bound ledger with gold trim filled with nice handwriting. But no, she's. I mean, it's, a, it's still fantasy times, so it's still pretty basic hotel keeping stuff. Okay, I'm gonna uh, open the conversation by saying hello, as I did, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna follow it up with, you know, before we check in, mm-hmm. um, I did have a couple packages sent to me to this address. Um, you know, busy with business and life and wealth. Um, sure. So I, I, I struggled <laughs> with being home. Because um, I'm working so frequently, of course. I decided to just have them sent here uh, in preparation for the big party. You know the one. Oh sure. Um, do you mind running to the back and checking to see if a couple of those have arrived? You so you get the vibe from this this elf woman that she is uh, absolutely putting on the the role of serving rich people, but she's annoyed at you for asking this. She's uh, you know we've all again worked in the service industry, so she she sighs and tries not to roll her eyes, and she says. Under what's name? The name is going to be Blaine. Blaine. First name, B-L-A-I-N-E. Last name, B-L-A-Y-N. Yuck. <laughs> she, <laughs> she she blinks a few times. She goes, Blaine, Blaine. Is that right? Yeah, Blaine, Blaine. Last name again, pronounced Blaine. Right. I, I, I think I... Thank you. Yes, thank you. Of course, sir. Uh, why Perfect. don't I, why don't I go in the back and check on that? I will be back that, in just a fast moment. I would appreciate that so much. Thank you. Again, it's Blaine Blaine. She's walking away. Yes, I heard you. Okay, she's walking she's, away. Perfect. She's gone. She goes. Uh, she goes mage, in the back. I immediately uh, cast my mage hand, mm-hmm. and I send it directly behind uh, the counter to the main book. Open mm-hmm. it up, and I begin writing Blaine 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 Blaine. <laughs> Blaine Blaine Party of Four. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite show from nights. the nineties. Blaine Blaine Party of Four. <laughs> I feel uh, like there's somebody in that show called Blaine. Is that is prob- that a thing? Probably. Well, there's uh, David. Hi. Blaine. Uh, oh. Nice. Wait, should I look for something? I kind of want to look for something. I don't know what. What are you? Is, what are you doing? Is there anything I can take? Is there a? Um, no. Is there a fucking uh, cash register? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! Are you gonna rob this place too? S- straight the fuck up, I am. Um, Jesus. <laughs> rich people suck. I'm just stealing. I'm. I'm. I'm great. I'm Robin Hood. Okay. Um, Mage hand once again. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. I open the cash register and start pulling out coins. How many am I able to pull out uh, within a lot of time? 
So, Jared, you have to go quickly because you don't know when uh, this this uh, concierge is coming back. Perfect. So, roll a d20 twice. Okay. 16 and 13. Okay. So 29. 29 gold coins. Uh, as you get them Bad out stacks. of the register and then back into your pack safely, uh, the concierge reemerges, uh, looking more annoyed than before, and says, No such luck again, Mr. Blaine. <gasps> you know what? A silly me. I'm so sorry to put you through this. I actually never sent them. Huh. <laughs> she closes her eyes longer than a blink and goes, well, I'm happy to have helped. And looks quite annoyed. Again, I'm so sorry for your trouble. You know what? I pull out another gold coin. I'm like, here. One of the ones you have- stole? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, here, have, you know what? Have a couple. Here's two. Again, I'm so sorry, but we are going to be checking in under Blaine Blaine. I believe we have five nights, four guests. Yeah, she checks down and, and you've got it. So uh, as she as she looks at the two gold coins, she's like, these look kind of familiar, but then doesn't say anything. Um, so she gives you a, a golden key and tells you your room is on the second floor. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your help. And again, I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. Mm-hmm, she says. Stephanie, what are you doing? Um... First, is there a bar here? Like, is this like a... Ooh. Is yes, it I, did, like, I described uh, the bar, the lounge. It's got yeah, the guys yeah, in the chairs yeah. and the brandy and people playing cards. Perfect. So, Stephanie, uh, I assume you and Ellie are going while Jared and Val do the front desk? Yes. Okay. So, Stephanie and Ellie head toward the bar. There's a bartender working. It's not too busy right now. It's kind of late at night, but uh, some of these some of these distinguished-looking folks are uh, up doing their rich people things, uh, chatting about how they have more money than everybody else. You know how rich people are. Um, so there's the table of, of guys playing cards and there's a group of about uh, four people in the corner in the, the brandy cigar corner. So you've got about eight people in this room plus a bartender. Okay. Uh, um, a, few, a few people look up when you enter, but nobody says anything to you or, or have any difference. Is anybody talking about anything interesting or do they have, uh, do I get a hint of a golden ticket anywhere? So these folks are, uh, are, are quite fancy. Um, the the ones in the corner are too far away for you to hear, even with your amazing perception. But your passive is really high. I don't even want to make you roll for it. Uh, from <laughs> from the uh, from the card table, uh, you can't make out like exact conversations, but you absolutely hear the word Balthazar. Cool. I'm going to tell Ellie to grab a drink. Okay. And I'm gonna go. Um, you said at the card table or near the card table? The people at the card table. The four people playing cards. You heard the word. One of them said it. Okay. I'm going to, is there like a seat near the card table? Uh, yeah, it's a table of, it's a table for six, like a rectangle table. So there's two open seats. Sure. But if I'm, let's say, going to listen to what they're saying Oh, first I see. Then... Yeah, yeah there's, there's other tables around. Uh, there's nobody else down here, again, because it's pretty late. So you would be by yourself and it would be pretty obvious that you were just nearby. Like you wouldn't be hidden. But... Okay. So, so I'll, what I'll do first is I'll, I'll get the drink with Ellie okay. and then we'll go, um, Sit at a table, listen to what they say, and the bets, because Jesus, I, I can't, I don't know how much money we have. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spent a lot of it. So we man, get drinks. We should have had Nicolas Cage make some fake money for us. His name is Nicholas Mage, but uh, okay. What did I say? Cage. I can give you some cash. You're, you're not I'm, even in there. So, oh. so these are uh, four human dudes, the worst kind. Um, they are all, you know, dressed pretty nice. Um, you can tell these are, are highfalutin folks. 
uh, you hear from from they, they start a new hand. They go, all right, all right, put it in, put it in. Uh, you, you all know it's uh, thirty gold minimum per hand. Jesus, uh, see, I'm so glad I did not <laughs> fucking sit down. Oh my god, <laughs> they're all putting in blah blah blah, <laughs> and uh, you listen to maybe them play a hand or two, and them kind of just bullshitting. And then uh, on the third hand, one of them uh, elbows the other one next to him. It's like, so, uh, so what'd you bring for old Balthazar? And the guy's like, well, I'm not telling you. It's a surprise. Mm. Ah, that, just just like you, man. You're such a such a jokester or whatever. Back in, you know, po- poker bullshit. I don't know. I don't play poker with dudes or anyone, so I don't really know what poker bullshit is. But they are for sure, uh, they have revealed that at least two of them are going to Balthazar's party tomorrow. Excellent. Do I catch any of their names or... Yeah. Like- so there's, okay. um, there is Garant. Uh, uh, G- there's Garant, which I'm going to write down okay. right now. So Garant was Games the... Game of Thronesy. Garant. He's the gruff one. There's uh, Hugo. Hugo. He was the fancy lad who said, <laughs> I'm, I'll never tell. Um, These are great uh, fantasy names, Danny. Yeah. There's also <laughs> F, F, just F. They just call him F. What is that? What is that short for? Uh, a, a word that starts with F, and then uh, there's also pl- point, pointy. Pointy. Say that again. Pointy. The word pointy, but with an L in it. So Garnt, yeah. Hugo, F, and Pointy. We got him. There's our. There's our. Our human lads. <laughs> Fucking terrible game. Uh, yeah. So you, you know that for sure. Garnt and Hugo are going to the party. Um. Do I happen to find out what? floors or rooms they're on does that mm. come up in their bullshit so you listen to a couple more hands uh trying to gain all the information you can um ellie's also listening but uh you know not as perceptive so she's doing her best i assume you're having some kind of fake conversations you're not just sitting there in silence like leaning toward them like um, <laughs> yes. i mean yes, that would obviously. be fucking fantastic <laughs> and they're literally the only other people in the bar and they're five feet away from them yeah it's really both, weird it depends both on how wide-eyed. drunk they are yeah so yeah. After after a few minutes, um, one of them gets up. Uh, Hugo, the fancy lad, gets up and goes, well, that's all for me tonight, lads. And uh, walks to the bar and says, charge it to room 311. <laughs> you need no! to go to, you need to stop it. You need to. You're, this is your fault, Jessica. You, asked, you made him do the hotel room. Hugo, the fancy lad, walks off, presumably to go back to his room. Does he oh, walk God. down to his room? Fucking... <laughs> Damn it. Are the wall sconces fire or is it more of like an energy? I would say it's more of an amber. Yeah. Um, Something happens and we move on from this not funny joke. (laughs) So you're all in the room now. Um, All four of you are in the hotel on the second floor of the Grand Dois. And you need to acquire this golden ticket from the fancy lad Stephanie met in the bar. What do we do, gang? I'm going to go open the hotel room door, step out into the hallway, mm-hmm. and I'm going to look around. Is this hotel, just base question, is it one of those where like each floor you can see and it's like almost like a balcony into the foyer or the open situation? Or is it like a holiday inn with like closed off hallway rooms? The first one sounds fancier. Yes, and that's what I'm thinking. Absolutely a fancy hotel. So yes, okay, that one, the first one, is open in the middle. Okay, so rich people I'm don't go- need privacy. It's fine. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like a middle atrium kind of thing. Yeah. 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 
So I'm going to I'm going to go lean over the railing and kind of casually look down mm-hmm. and then I'm going to do one of those like roll over lean uh, elbows on the rail and like kind of throw my head back and look up mm-hmm. to see if I can see any like guards or any sort of personal security outside of the room above us. Why don't you roll a perception check? Okay. I rolled a 16 plus a 6. 22. 22. It's very high. Um <laughs> Okay, so uh, as you as you kind of do the, the casual stretch and look up, uh, you don't really see much because they're staggered in such a way that you can't really see what's going on above you, but you can hear, uh, you hear Hugo going into his room. He's, he's retiring for the night. He had stepped out for uh, a, a smoke, I guess. Um, it's a <laughs> indoor, smoke. indoor smoking in this hotel. They haven't really learned yet. Um, you hear him going back into his room and you hear him address somebody outside of the room. He says... Well, have a good one, Jeffrey, and keep watch over the door. And you hear him go in. So you know there is someone posted outside this door named Jeffrey. Okay. Does our hotel room have a balcony? Sure. Yeah, fancy ones usually do. Anything a fancy hotel has, this is going to have it. Perfect. Okay. Val opens so, the mini so, bar. Oh. So, so there's, the a, there's a bidet. Uh, <laughs> there is a fabulous bidet, Oh. Actually. Fuck the yeah. best any of you have ever experienced. Okay, actually, I'm gonna. I have to go to the restroom, so I'm gonna go right into the bathroom. <laughs> um, you don't hear really anything because I'm very polite. Uh, but then you hear the gorgeousness uh-huh. of this post bowel movement bidet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actual music coming from it, yeah, which I was really oh surprised by. It's accompanied like by one a of those symphony. fancy ones in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, but but it's not oh just like goodness. a do 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 do. It's it's like one of those like binaural ambient like room fillers. Are you telling me that this toilet has Atmos? Pretty much. <laughs> it really does. Uh, on the sides of the toilet, there's little speakers. And the way that it vibrates the water in the tank, it creates its own tone. So it becomes like a, a third triad of like dissonance. Yeah. Anyways. Just wow. like fancy hotel music. Does the toilet, does the toilet try to harmonize with you peeing? It, it really doesn't try does. to. It succeeds. It, it succeeds. That's true. That's true. Um, hang on, so you hang hear on, that. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, the toilet crit. So. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> so you critical so you, toilet. So you hear this, and then um, I wash my hands, and I come out, and I say, ah. <laughs> "Oh dear, no, thank you." Mm, delightful. Well, we figured it out. That's no, nothing else That's to the do end here. Of the game actually. And that was it. Find, really, you found the thank the you best and good day in Caster and in all of Constance. Fantastic. So. Love a good poop segment for the podcast. We haven't had um, one in a while, so. Well, it really wasn't. It was really more of a, a bidet segment because right. nothing was highlighted except sure. bidet. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, you were saying balcony. Yes, there's a balcony. Yes, there is. Okay. How high up is it? Like, theoretically, if I wanted to use, like, my thorn whip or something that has, like, a reach of, that is, like, 10 feet long or something... How tall are rooms? Um, I'm looking at my my room 12, right now. The taller, the fancier. Uh, t- fifteen f- feet. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Fifteen feet. Let me see how okay. long Thorn Whip is. It's got a range of thirty feet, dog. Ooh. Oh shit! There it is. Hell yeah! Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! So it's better than a normal whip. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's a magical Thorn Whip. <gasps> I have an idea. Hmm. What if I go and distract Hugo? Somebody climbs over the railing up into the room and shuffles around while I make a silly gesture-like be, performances. While you, while you for... be Jared, yeah, I'm gonna just go be myself. You're gonna Jared honestly, out. Honestly, I got this. Yeah, I'm um, gonna distract somebody. Go into the room and steal. But there's a problem because the. 
persons in there, right? But I'm going to pull them out. I'm going to get I'm going to give them a reason to come outside. Got it. So this Do is we... going to be Stephanie because Val cannot climb a rope. Yes, yeah, so this would be Says Se- you. This would be a plan for Stephanie and Jared. Um, do we know if the patio door is open? You can't tell from down here. Uh, you, uh, when Stephanie goes out to check, she doesn't hear Hugo on the patio. So Hugo is in the room, which you just heard him go in. Okay. Assuming that he doesn't come out onto the patio in the next several minutes, I am going to give Stephanie my magic lockpick. Mm. Oh, okay. Just so we have no problems moving forward and getting in there. So I'm going to take that out of my pouch right now, and I'm going to hand it over to Stephanie. Stephanie, uh-huh. take this. I'm going to, once the door is open, I'm going to talk robustly, sneak onto the patio above. Hopefully you'll hear me or at least can see when they're out of the room. Break in, do some sleuthing. I'll keep them out as long as possible. What should be our code word? Um, acorn, acorn, acorn is the word. What do you three think? times or just the one? Just the one. <laughs> Are you sure not the three? I mean, what if like somebody says like acorn butter and then I'm like, Which ah, comes shit. up in casual conversation very commonly. I mean, it's a delicacy. Also, so. I'm thinking. Also, also. Hello. Hello. Oh. How is Val going to use the safe word if Val can only say. Hello. And other such things. <laughs> Val cannot say acorn. So if Val spots well, trouble. Here's what are you going to want Val to do? Val, why don't you come with me? And so that way, if oh my I'm goodness. floundering some way, you can be the uh, sort of slapstick physical comedian and like accidentally trip into them or like push them and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry about my friend here. They're just really, you know what I mean? We can have a cool little dynamic um, to keep the party going. And by party, I mean distraction. We're gonna Am head I still on in a costume. Am I still all generaled out? You're goddamn yeah, right. You're all in costume. We, we're, we're all we're all still dressed up, which is perfect for us okay. to get up to this room. So, how does everybody feel about what we're doing? I'm already looking up at the balcony. Uh huh. Perfect. Do the thing. Um, Val, come with me. I exit the room, walk down the hallway to, assumedly a medieval elevator. It's stairs, spiral staircase. Okay. Yeah, which it's a spiral has staircase. a really hard time getting up. <laughs> you have trouble turning left. <laughs> yeah, I'm also a general that has extra armor that I'm not used to. That's true. So we clunkily uh, <laughs> carry ourselves up one spiral staircase to the third floor, mm-hmm. and we start heading down the walkway. And one more time, DM Larry. <laughs> uh huh. What the are their names? Jeffrey. So, Jeffrey and Jeffrey is the guard. Yes. And Hugo is the fancy lad. Hugo. Okay. Hugo Weaving and... Um, Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star. Ew. Sure. Okay. Uh, uh, Jeffrey... No, no. It'll make me remember because of the ew. Jeffree okay. Star. There you go. Hugo Weaving. Sure. Okay. As we approach the door, does Jeffrey notice us? So Jeffrey is standing uh, not in front of the door, but like next to the door. He's got his, his arms down uh, in front of him. He is uh, he's a He's a human. He's a little he's a little short, but he's he's definitely uh he's sturdy. He's he's muscly. Stocky. He's okay. a stocky lad. You can just um, say hot, it's fine. Yeah, and he has a really uh thick mustache. How <laughs> how manicured is his beard? Oh uh it's not a beard, it's just a mustache. Oh um, okay, okay sorry. It's it's pretty excellent, actually. Break yeah. my neck, uh, please. And he doesn't move at all, except he uh, you see him kind of turn his head slightly. His body doesn't move, but his head turns. Is he wearing sunglasses? As you're coming. No, sunglasses are not a thing in this world, except the ones that have been invented by our friend Foster. 
Interesting. Mm. It's not widely available. Um, as we approach, maybe like 20 feet, 30 feet out, I'm like, Jeffrey? Is that Jeffrey? He turns his head to look at you and uh, his face hasn't changed. Uh, he maybe like raises an eyebrow like the rock. Jeffrey, it's me. Do you not recognize me? Who Who are you? Oscar Montoya. We met several years ago. Oscar, Oscar. Uh, doesn't doesn't ring a bell. And he you turns cannot back. tell me you do not remember ancient Florida. <laughs> you cannot tell me you ancient do not remember Florida? Our, our parties right. in ancient Florida. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Of like all a, the like places. A, I'm honestly ancient so Florida. sorry. I did not have a name, and that literally <laughs> fi- kind of fell out of me. It did surprise one. me on the way out. It's very West party. Yes, just like it surprised you, I was also like, what? No. We're all okay. living well, it in yep, the moment. Yep, yep, yeah. We're living yep. in the moment. Okay, I'm going to yep. go with it. Back into it. Okay. Ancient right. Florida. Do you not remember? Oh, I haven't been to ancient Florida in, in seven years. Since my college days. It's, it has been some time. Has it been seven years already? That's, wow, time really just flies, doesn't it? I went there on spring break about a, a couple, many years back, but uh, I don't really remember meeting anybody named Oscar. I'm sorry. Well, it was a pretty wild time. I would assume you wouldn't remember a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear that, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, I was hoping to chat with Hugo. Hugo's in here, right? He uh, raises his second eyebrow, so now both his eyebrows are raised. He's very shocked. Yeah. And he says, how did you know Hugo was in here? Well, he sent me the tele... Or not the telegram. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. He sent me the parchment by Partridge. Mm. <laughs> ah, so you, you are just you on a parch fucking parch. Okay. Uh, oh. The parch parch, yeah. Right. It's great it's, delivery it's service. The, it's the only way to communicate these days. Right. It's the fastest way to, to fly, they say. Yeah. Um, what business do you have? I was told to oh. not let anyone in. Oh, just catching up. I know that we have our mm. big party tomorrow, and we're early. We're staying down the hall. I figure, you know, might as well come see an old friend. And happen to run into an even older friend. My God. Well, I'm not that old. <laughs> and he kind of gives you the little the, the, yeah, the, keep, the point. Keep, keep telling yourself that. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, but uh, he, he snaps back. He's, he's back in business mode now, and he goes, I need to check first. So... Ex- if you'll excuse me for a moment, I need to go inside and, yeah. and ask. So um, as you do that, I start, I'm like, let me just call him Hugo. It's Oscar. He, he's holding up a, a finger, like a, like a one second finger. Like, hey, hang on, I'm, I'm going, in, I'm going in. Oh, okay. You so do he, your thing. He opens the door. So your shouts were heard inside, but he goes you, in and, and he shuts You the go door. ahead and do your job. Wink, wink. <laughs> he shuts the door and he's inside. Uh, downstairs on the second floor. Stephanie, are you, are you prepared? Uh, in order to prepare, I'm doing three things. One, I'm casting Thorn Whip, which is a cantrip, and that's immediate. Two, I'm casting Guidance, which will give me a D4 to any uh, ability check that is also a cantrip. And I cast Cat's Grace on myself, so I get advantage on dexterity checks. Wow, you're getting beefy. Beef I'm very up. nervous. This is the first time I've done like real breaking and entering and it's like a <laughs> fancy place and I'm also very worried that there's like um, some sort of security or getting caught. Like there are so many impersonation thing, and uh, there's a lot happening. There's a lot so, happening. So as you're just casting spell after spell to get yourself ready, Ellie is there and she's kind of like, 
you know, like when, when somebody's about to do something dangerous and your friends are there with like their hands out, like just in case like, to catch you or grab you. She's like, mm. okay, all right. Whenever you're, whenever you're ready, I, I got you. It's okay. We're going to, we got this. Thanks, okay. Ellie. Okay. All right. Here I go. Go for it. And I, I hook the thorn whip up mm-hmm. onto the balcony and I climb up. So yeah, you have no problem uh, hooking it on. You're you're good with thorn whip. It's, you've used it's a cantrip. You know, it like the back of your hand, no problem. Uh, but to to climb up this 15 feet in a free climb, you are gonna need to do an uh, athletics roll. Okay. To make sure you don't uh, fucking fall. Fucking beef it. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so give me give me athletics. I got a. Let's see how Stephanie does in this gym class rope climb. Plus two. Okay, that is good. That's fine. Um, Ellie's there, kind of. Uh, She's got her hand under your feet to make sure, like, you're good and balanced. We're sturdy. We got it. This is, it's, it's a little wrong, but, well, I think it's right. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's fine. It's fine. We got she it. She says, debating with herself about uh, ethics. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, so you are able, with that climb, uh, you arrive at the ledge of the balcony upstairs. And I assume you uh, 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 look. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, like, I'm, before I get fully on the balcony, I'm kind of, like, peeking over, like, sure. very comically and cartoony to see if somebody's in the room so yes what you see so there's a there's a there's a glass slider that's been invented in fantasy world mm-hmm. um and you kind of peek into this room uh, uh stealthily and you see uh uh fuck now i forgot his name eric uh jeffrey <laughs> <laughs> uh you see these two guys uh at the at the door of their room so their backs are to you um and you see hugo looking through the the God, peephole. peephole. I must said. I must <laughs> said. Uh, looky hole. That's not what it's called. Hey, uh, that's pretty cute. In fantasy world, the yeah, in, in ancient Florida, maybe. Yeah, back in ancient Florida days. Yeah, you see Hugo looking through the peephole, and then back at Jeffrey, and he, you see him look kind of confused, like, and he shrugs, like, "Are you gonna wait?" Yeah, I'm definitely waiting. Okay, Absolutely. Smart. Okay, just making sure. Um, and after a second, you see Jeffrey kind of like insisting, like, "No, no, he says he knows you." And Hugo opens the door, and they both step outside. They leave the door open. But they both step outside into the barely in front of the doorway into the hall. Do okay. I see Jared? Uh, yeah, you see Jared standing there in all his mariachi tuxedo glory. Does and he Jared, see me? Jared, how do you react when the door opens with Jeffrey and Hugo? And then you see Stephanie's head up above, yeah. just like very comically, like oh, just shit. like nose up. I see that past Hugo, and then uh, wide eyed immediately go to Hugo, and I'm like. Hugo, old buddy, what are the chances? Uh, Hugo, as a as a fancy lad, socialite man about town, is not one to to say no to a social interaction. Uh, so he's going to try to play it up, but he uh, definitely looks confused. You can tell Val, uh, you're standing there too. You can both tell that he has kind of a puzzled look on his face, but he doesn't want to be rude. So he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, um, yes." Uh, Jeffrey tells me it was uh, uh, Oliver. What was this? I'm sorry. Uh, Oscar. Actually. Oscar. Yes, yes. That's what I meant to say. I'm so sorry. Yes. Don't, don't tell me you don't remember me either. God, what is it here? The water? My God. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, tell me, where, where do I know you from, my friend? Well, last time we saw each other was at the Festus Breakfast, which was the after, mm. after, after party for the Volcanic Convergence. Do you not remember? Oh, the, oh yeah. And he, he, he seemed kind of side-eyed, Jeffrey. Oh, the volcanic convergence. Yes, we were. Yeah. Were we? Were we there, Jeffrey? And Jeffrey kind of rubs his mustache and like, uh, 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 uh. And they're they're both looking like they're trying to remember, but they're not sure they can because they probably weren't there because you're making it up. 
Do you not? Re- I mean, Jeff. I don't. I don't remember Jeffrey being there, but I certainly remember a wild early morning with you. Mm, yes, and and uh, and you see his eyes kind of turn to to Val, just standing there wearing all these medals. And Hugo says, "Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so rude. I'm sorry." Hugo, and he extends his hand to shake your hand, Val. Uh, Oscar, oh. I clearly know, but but this this robot is this your friend of yours? Yeah, so, so my apologies for not introducing you. This is General Voltron. Hello. <laughs> you are fucking on it today. I don't know what the fuck you did to get ready for this podcast, whether you did like some meditative breathing exercises and fucking <laughs> yoga. If you like, uh, like, I don't know how you got in this zone, Eric, but I'm improv, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is this is my uh, companion for this uh, this festival trip, uh, General Voltron. Say hello. 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 Well, I'm charmed. I'm sure. I'm Hugo. Val's whole body turns two degrees towards Jeffrey. Hello. Uh, Jeffrey's standing there with his his buff arms crossed, trying to keep an eye on this shit to make sure it's not going to go weird because he's <laughs> he's realizing he maybe hasn't met Giel before but he's sticking with the moment he's kind of following hugo's lead at this point so uh for this little ruse to work jared since you're doing most of the talking why don't you make a deception roll okay so i got 19 19's great it absolutely works <laughs> okay uh, cool <laughs> i figured yeah. but i was still just like wait what if he just like for some reasons like this guy's real tough it's out of 35 i'm like what <laughs> He's a professional uh, bodyguard, so you have to get 40 or yeah. more in order to be. Yeah. You are convincing as hell in this moment. The looks on their faces are still a little confused, but they are not suspicious of this. They engage you in conversation. Oh, the, the volcanic convergence. I th- yeah. I think I was there for that. Okay. Yeah. Really trying not, hard not to be rude because, again, they are very social. Uh, so... They are. Uh, they step uh, another two or three feet out of the room. They leave the door open, but they step a little bit more out of the room. And uh, Hugo, he shook Val's hand, so he's going to now shake your hand. And they're they're out of the room a little bit. So Stephanie, what are you doing? I'm getting in there. Okay. I climb onto the balcony, just like a- ever so quietly, okay. and then I hold out the magic lockpick that is going to do this all for me, a hundred percent, the whole time. I don't even have to roll. And then I go into the room. Mm, this is mm, correct right mm, this mm. is all correct almost the first one was good you were climbing like a kitty cat (laughs) uh you attempt to open this this slider and the slider is locked so you will need to pull out the plus one lockpick again not a magic lockpick a a better an improved lockpick well here let me look at my notes an advanced magic lockpick plus one yes plus one which means the lockpick gives you plus one to all lockpicking checks but i do now, see the word magic well it is so. that's why it's better <laughs> yeah it's not a, why isn't it a better lockpick but magic implies because yeah, you were like level four it be called you got a, it. like a what about a premium lockpick <laughs> sure see yeah that's okay. that's more realistic because anything, versus, luxury lockpick mm, <laughs> luxury even okay calm down <laughs> so you will need a roll to open the slider i got a 15 plus one for the lockpick plus four, or I'm sorry, plus three <laughs> for my sleight of hand. Okay, so she what's got the total a 42. of that? You, you threw a lot of numbers out there, and I stopped listening for a minute in the middle. Oh, well, thanks, Ian. <laughs> I got well, 19, you, said, you said 15 I got plus 19 one. Total. Okay, you said 15 plus one, and I was like, okay, 16, is that? Okay, so 19. 
total? 19 total. So we have just learned that 19 will do quite nicely. Um, <laughs> yes, with the with the assist from this uh, uh, upper echelon lockpick, you feel it uh, slide into the, the, the gears and the bits and the bites, and uh, it pops open, and this door has become unlocked. Magically. Okay. I open it. I start to open it. Uh-huh. Uh, I assume that because this is a fancier hotel it's not gonna be um Creed. squeaky or, yeah no right so okay no, so they, it's the, like the bearings are nice oiled, and lubricated so they grease those wheels yeah uh they love lube great it's a well lube hotel. <laughs> it's a very lubed up hotel yeah so i slide it open silently just yeah silently <laughs> and i am sneaking around like just again very cartoonishly this is the first time i've done any of this mm-hmm. um and I look around the room, and I <laughs> do I see anything gold? So this uh, room looks a lot like yours. Uh, big, beautiful, king-size bed, dressers and shelves, and then there's even some books. There's like a, there's like a small library. Uh, there's, of course, a mini bar, which you know because Val cracked it open in your room. Uh, some tables, some desks. Uh, nothing is out in the open that catches your eye with your, with your passive perception, which is really high. So I would tell you if it was on a dresser okay. or something. Also, I'm going to close the slider and leave about six inches. Okay. So it looks like, oh, was that like rather than like, holy shit, somebody broke it. It's like, sure. did Clearly I leave that open? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's kind of my idea. Okay. So where are you going to check first? There is a, a desk closest to you, okay. uh, kind of near the slider. There is a dresser straight out from the bed. And then over by the door, near the door is uh hugo's suitcase i will go for the briefcase okay the luggage i'm gonna go there all right so uh jared did a good job of distracting as i'm Uh, as i'm like because i'm like right behind their back now like going to do this um i am looking at jared and say like with all of the (laughs) facial expressions i can muster as silently as i can yeah, the 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 flippy she's hand like keep like, it going. She's yeah, so, so she's keep like, it going, sure keep it going. Yeah. I have to go I over do. here and ch- and I'm trying to like charades this as I'm walking <laughs> behind them. So I'm I, like I, mimic. I'm like and then a suitcase and then if it's not there, go over and open the drawer and then I'm. <laughs> <laughs> This is also the most animated that you've ever seen Stephanie be, so it's a little bit jarring. Um, And at at the front door, as you're doing this, to to gesture to you that I see, because I'm not looking at you, I'm just getting peripheral, just to not like break eye contact. I'm doing like a a head nod, um, but I'm kind of going a little long. So then I put my hand on my neck, and I'm like, "Mm -hmm, "Oh yeah, I honestly, the ride here was a (laughs) lot. Um, Ooh, I just." My whole body, I mean, age, <laughs> am I right? Oh. It'll get you. Heard that, brother. Um, Val, you also see Stephanie with this whole big charade. Do you react? Here's your chance no. to blow it, Val. Oh, no, okay. not at all. No, no, no. no. Well, <laughs> n- yes and no, because I see the whole thing, and I'm seeing everything that's happening right now, but I'm I'm in character. I'm, I'm General Voltron, true. apparently. Yeah. I don't know what to do in this scenario. So Val is just literally like, you don't even really know, like aside from the, 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 the luminescence coming from the glass dome mm-hmm. on top, like aside from that, you wouldn't even be able to tell if that was on. It's just, okay. just a metal box with legs just standing there. <laughs> 
that if, the, if this were, if that was a human, the most uncomfortable expression you could ever see. But you can't because there's not right. a, there's no face. It's just a glass dome a very, on a robot. A very so I could stern. be a refrigerator at this point. You have no idea. I'm just standing there. <laughs> I love the fact that this is the only thing that has made Val not speak. Be, yeah, <laughs> like this. Very, out of, out of a very everything. stern, packet sand tongue. Val. Yeah. <laughs> Com- uh, compartment sand, please. Uh, All sorry, right, thank you. Uh, sand. Uh, Stephanie, you. Investi- <laughs> investigate the suitcase. I'm sorry, what? I couldn't hear you because suitcase. we were laughing? Oh, okay. Investigate great. that fucking suitcase. Okay, great. You know what, Danny? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and investigate this. It's um, a good idea. For a 22. Mm, that's a much better roll. So, uh, you... And do I find any goodies in there besides, like, I'm interested in like edibles? Just general, also, general looting happening just, here. Just anything that looks, I mean, like, he's kind of a, he's kind of a tool. The doors I've opened. He, he also the doesn't need anything because he has so much money. Sure. Um, She's turned to a life of crime. <laughs> so, 22 is a good roll. Uh, so you open you open this briefcase. Uh, there are a lot of uh, fancy clothes, some fancy lad clothing, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, ascots and uh, what is that thing Austin Powers has a a, cru- a cruvette a cruvet whatever that is, a f- the frilly white thing on his the suit, frilly uh, white the, British undershirt uh, thing. That means an any ascot. any sort no. of like neck thing is a cravat. Like cravat. that, yeah. like cravat. it's like it could be a tie or a bow tie or sh- or yeah. like any sort of neck accessory. Um, yeah. But you're An thinking accessory. of ascot. You're thinking of Ascot. Yeah. He's got a lot of neck accoutrement in there. Um, neck croutons. Not to be confused with neck questionnaire who you met in downtown. Oh, uh, no. So, uh, yeah, he's not there. So uh, a, lot of, a, lot of, uh, a lot of accoutrement, things like that. Uh, as you move some of these, these frilly white things out of the way, uh, you find a, a, a wrapped, like a, like a wrapped present. It is it is very small, about the size of like a like a ring box. I absolutely pocket it. And it's wrapped in a it's wrapped in a, a novelty wrapping paper. What kind that of that says? Uh, it's better to be over the hill than under it. Mm. And a little a little gravestone on it. It's very mm. very it's a good joke. And as you pick this up out of the brief uh, the the suitcase underneath, you see the shimmering oh, of a yeah. golden ticket invitation <laughs> to Balthazar's one hundred. Does it do the his thing, centennial like, birthday bash? Is it like a Pulp Fiction where she opens up the, the suitcase and then just glowing light is just beaming onto her face? Uh, it's it's more more like a I guess more like a Harry Potter situation where like the text on the ticket is like moving, Ooh. and it says like "You're invited, you're invited, you're invited" kind of thing. It's like a Ooh. it's like a gif of a ticket. Yeah, you have found it. So I grab it. I mm-hmm. I stuff them in like my my little pouch, mm-hmm. and I close the suitcase, put it back exactly how it was supposed to be, mm-hmm. and then I turn into a rat and I scurry the fuck out. Oh, of the front door. Yes, <gasps> yes, of the front door. Ooh. Okay. Um, or actually, no, 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 go for it. No, 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 no. You already no, said. Fine. You already said. Yeah. I was Jared, you've placed your hand on on Hugo's shoulder, right? Yeah. He he puts the hand uh, back on yours and is like, "Well, I'm sorry you've had to call it such an early evening, but uh, it was great catching up with you. So, anyways, I, I guess we'll be we'll be getting on. If you're sure uh, sure about that drink, no drink then. I'm I'm most certainly positive. It's, well, it's it's getting late, and again, all right. long day tomorrow. Sure, sure, sure. I understand. Yeah. Well, then I guess we'll call it a good evening. And just then, a fucking rat scurries out 
of this room. I can I say I, can I say so as I was standing there stoically, not really moving or saying anything. I was observing everything, and so mm-hmm. I could see. I could I could not see the rat coming, but I could see Stephanie turn into the rat. Sure, and so I knew what was coming. So as soon as I, I get a glimpse of the rat with my radar, I don't know what I'm looking with. I, you have, you I, can see. I, you're dumb. I, I cut off Hugo and I say, Uh-oh. There seems to be some trouble with my memory and gram matrix. on a diagnostic protocol. Just a sec. And I start shaking and vibrating violently. Oh, dear. Uh, I reach down and I put my hand on Val and I'm like, we better get them back to the room. Uh, okay, Val, then. Why don't you roll performance? Because this is a whole thing you're doing here with your body. Oh, boy. You're a bard. You should have good performance, right? Jesus, yeah, I do. I got a seventeen plus eight. Oh yeah, they they buy this. Uh, uh, oh dear, he's got the shakes. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is when we see the rat. Yeah, the rat scurries out right at this okay. moment, right past us. I jump and I'm like, oh my god, oh, a rat in your no, room? No, I was trying. God, I was trying to just keep them from seeing the rat. Well, no, no, this is great because here's here's the plan. Uh, <laughs> Here's the plan, Val. So I'm scurrying out. So rather than them coming to chase me, they are going to be focused on you. Yes. Yeah. Because otherwise That's... they might try to uh, destroy them. They might rat. see a golden ticket hanging out of the rat's mouth. Yes. And- <laughs> That's that's why I thought like I thought you were doing it as like extra distractions so that way they're like wait what is happening like are you okay and there's rats we like it's just so much so that by the time that they even decide to do a single thing we're gone yeah and that is actually what happens because y'all rolled really well so Jeffrey leaps and shrieks uh, and like a cartoon leaps up into Hugo's arms and Hugo <laughs> catches him. And Jeffrey goes, oh, oh, no, a rat, a rat's in my worst fear. Oh, no. Ah!" And uh, Hugo kind of stumbles. They stumble back against the door and kind of crash into it. And Hugo says, oh, my, the Grand is not as highly, uh, the lube here is great, but apparently not the the vermin catching. Well, I I need to give the front desk a piece of my mind. And And then I say, "Um, Grand more like Grand Blah, am I right? Got him. More like Garbois, because it's garbage. Ooh. Sorry, I'm so, swe- I'm so swept up in the joke. You you have not lost your charm. Mm, you as well. Well, we'll <laughs> we're, we're going to march down to the desk and complain immediately. I'm so I'm so sorry, Oscar. I must be going. I need, I need oh. next next round of vowel voices. I need one that goes, nice. <laughs> <laughs> or, got him. Got him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they, much like the rat, they scurry away to, as rich folk, they have to instantly go complain about the lack of fanciness in their lodgings so off they off they scurry it all works you're able to get back to your room stephanie uh what are you doing the whip from the um from the balcony which i had not done evidence your girl uh turned into a rat scurried around and then as soon as uh i was around the corner i turned back into a person okay so yeah the three of you go back into your hotel room uh, and you run out onto the balcony to, to remove the vine whip and you see ellie sitting on the ground with her back to the balcony wall and she's playing with the gamatashi she sees you and she, she pops up back to attention did, did we do it do we got it and then i pull out both the golden ticket and the present and i mm. just say i think i'm i'm like really good at this um this is my first time and i cannot believe how well i did um look it got him 
Ellie. Are we got him. Should are we, we all in the? We're all in the room. Now? Yeah, y'all, y'all came back in together. Oh yeah. <laughs> As we're all kind of standing there, I'm kind of talking out loud to myself. I'm like, okay, so we did that. We did that. Wait, hold on. I cast my mage hand and I send it up the balcony to shut the partially open balcony Ooh. door. Ah, so I don't, remembered. I don't want that to come back later where we're at the party. I was like, it was them or whatever. Yeah. So smart. I shut the door. Is there a way to lock it? I mean, you could put your hand inside the room. It's a fucking magic hand. Lock oh, it so and goes- then dismiss it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're gonna shut the door. Oh, that's so smart. Um, lock the door, and then I'm gonna dismiss the hand. Poof. So now the and then poof. Yeah. Should we yeah. open yeah. this? Should we like see oh, what's yeah. inside? Do you want to open it? Yeah, absolutely. So it is indeed a ring box. It is a. Uh, is it a diamond a ring? Because then we don't even have to go. A black oh, yeah. velvet ring box. It's very nice. To the, it's very nice to touch. Okay, we open it. Danny, Danny, when I said we open the box, we like open. You open it all the, the way. Describe, oh, we see you open the present. Describe like the whole unwrapped. thing for me. Okay, so what color is, is the velvet lining inside the box? I said black. Oh. Um, oh, or anyway, I mean amber. I'm doing three eleven. It's amber. Yeah, it's amber. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, whoa. It's, it's a ring. <laughs> is it an amber ring? No. It is a amber ring. Fuck yes, you. it is. God, why did I say anything? It is an amber ring. This is your fault. Is it an energy imbued ring? Oh my god. Uh, Okay, we're gonna. Does it have? Okay. So this is gonna be a ring of spell storing. Ooh. Which means you can cast a spell on this ring, and this ring will hold that spell for you to use at a later date, without burning a spell slot. Cute. Hell yeah. So great heist, everybody. Uh, the first heist has been done, and now on to the big heist. <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit the NostalgiaNetwork.com for more. Don't you hate when you're watching one of your favorite movies and think, whoa, that didn't age well? Or when you see a reboot of your childhood fave and think, did we really need this? Honestly, same. same. That's why we started the Nostalgia Podcast. A podcast where we discuss the retelling or continuation of pop culture favorites as seen through a queer and feminist lens. That's Jessica Tercero. And that's Eric Lefebvre. Come join us for our bi-weekly conversations about pop culture reboots centered around things like... The patriarchy. Systemic racism. Harmful stereotypes and overgeneralizations. And really just distinguishing when people just need to sit this one out. Listen in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. That's Nostalgia, spelled N-O-T-S-T-A-L-G-I-A. Get it? Not Nostalgia. Like nostalgia, but with an extra T, so it's like not Nostalgia. <laughs> follow us for fun, critical conversations about media. And remember, stay cute. And stay critical. Bye! Bye!